You're listening to the Chris Voss Show podcast. We interview the smartest people in the room, the CEOs, authors, thought leaders, visionaries, and motivators to fill up your brain and make you better looking. Here's your host, Chris Voss. Hi, folks. This is Voss here from thechrisvossshow.com, thechrisvossshow.com. Hey, we're coming here with another great podcast. We certainly appreciate you guys tuning in. Be sure to give us a like, subscribe to us on YouTube, hit that bell notification button so you get all the notifications of what we're doing. Uh, today, we've got another exciting author from O'Reilly Books. And if you want to watch the video portion of it, you can go to that youtube.com Chris Voss channel, or you can just listen on Spotify, uh, iHeartRadio, iTunes, Google Play, all the great places we have the Chris Voss Show podcast. Be sure to refer to your friends, neighbors, relatives. Uh, today, we have a gentleman. He's written a book called Lean AI, How Innovative Startups Use Artificial Intelligence to Grow. And this guy's pretty amazing. It's Alamit Patel. He's the Vice President of Growth at IMVU. Prior to IMVU, Alamit managed growth at early stage startups, including Roco. Roku, excuse me, IPO, Trusted ID, acquired by Equifax, Texture, acquired by Apple, you may have heard of them, and Earthlink. Uh, Lumet is a public speaker, author, and advisor, and recognized as a mobile hero by Liftoff. Lumet's new best-selling book, Lean AI, is part of Eric Rees, the Lean Startup Series, now available at Amazon, and I'm sure all the book places uh, out there. Welcome to the show, Lumet. How are you doing, buddy? Doing great, Chris. Thanks for having me. Good, good. Congratulations on the book. And uh, give us the plugs, the dot-coms you want us to go check you out at. Yeah, so the best places to find me uh, is on LinkedIn. If people uh, uh, search for me, Lamit Patel on LinkedIn, uh, I connect with anyone who reaches out to me. I put a lot of great content there. I also have a blog, which is pretty much my name, LamitPatel.com. So, you know, that's another place people can reach out to me as well. Uh, and um, I'm also on Twitter, so my handle on Twitter is at Patel Lom, P-A-T-E-L-L-O-M. They want to follow right. me there. So uh, tell us about artificial intelligence, Lean AI. What was this book? Uh, what was the overview of this book? What is it about, and why did you decide to write it? Great question. Um, so the overview of the book is pretty much based on on my own personal journey at this company where I work right now called MView. I've uh, been here for just under four years, but when I joined the company, uh, you know, one of the things that um, I kind of helped champion was, was for us from moving away from just being kind of a desktop app game into becoming a mobile game app. And as you know, on mobile, you know, people don't have that much user attention. And, and so we wanted to come up with a better way to try and drive growth on mobile where we could leverage a lot of our user data and, and turn that data into insights in real time to really enable us to grow better, faster, and smarter. And so that's where AI really came into play for us. And you've been developing AI for a lot of time. Uh, I mean, you've got a, you've got a very impressive resume that you've gone back here. Uh, where did you grow up at? I actually grew up in England. Yeah, oh, I, uh, I did. Yeah, I, I, I spent a good part of my formative uh, years in, in London. And uh, I came over for grad school um, uh-huh. right around uh, the late 90s because I really wanted to uh, 
uh, I was really interested in internet and digital marketing, and there wasn't a lot going on at the time in in, in the UK. So that's mm-hmm. what what kind of drove me out here. And then once I graduated, you know, ultimately, if you want to work for startups, which is what I wanted to do, you have to figure out a way to get to Silicon Valley in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. And so it, it, I, I ended up coming here, and I've been here for over like sixteen, seventeen years. Now. That's awesome. Just to be yeah. honest, though. I mean, you came from London. You just like having the sun around, right? It, it makes a big difference. I'm telling you. I mean, I mean, I mean, it's it's nice not to. It's, it's nice to. Well, California is definitely the the weather is different from London for the most part. London's yeah. a beautiful place. But, yeah, it uh, definitely is. It's, yeah. I would, you know, between that and Seattle, I would have a hard time living there. It, it seems like a wonderful place, but I just get depressed as much as it is. You also have a podcast, too, where you talk about AI, don't you? Yeah, um, you know, I've been on, um, I, I don't actually have my own podcast. Oh, these podcast. are your appearances on podcasts. Yeah, okay. I've been on a lot there of you podcasts. Where you uh, You've been it, on so many, I thought you had one. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. As you can imagine, AI has become a pretty popular topic that people want to talk about. <laughs> it certainly is. In fact, we have a podcast that's dedicated to it, Spatial Computing Podcast, which this will be appearing on as well. Um, so, uh, so uh, give us a rundown on on what what, what people should know about AI uh, you know, our audience comprises people that are experts in AI and they're, they're in Silicon Valley all the way down to someone who may not really understand the layman, the, you know, the, 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 I'm not even sure they know what AI means. <laughs> what yeah, you know, so, so, so maybe, you know, you know, let's sort of use kind of a, a definition in terms of how I look at what AI means. So in the simplistic way of looking at AI is how can you get machines to think and act like humans, you know, mm-hmm. and, and, and there's different forms that kind of fall under that. But, but one way that uh, a lot of AI works is through machine learning. And, and, and that's primarily where you can get a lot of data and you can, you know, kind of get the machine to kind of take a look at this data and try to figure out, you know, the patterns of, of what the data is really trying to say and, and, and provide insights. That's ultimately, you know, um, you know, for, for me, you know, uh, AI was really about trying to help solve problems or use cases that were really relevant to us, you know, uh, in, in, in the business world. Rather than try and try and try and use AI for a lot of these elaborate stuff that people talk about in the media and creating robots, it was nothing like that. Ours is more <laughs> like real life use cases where ultimately it's about extracting value that really gives us and folks in business the ability to get more predictable about acquiring new customers and driving revenue, right? Because that's mm-hmm. that's what matters about you know ultimately a business is only as good as uh, surviving and thriving if you if you continue to focus on those two areas if you're not growing you're dying that's usually the rule in business at least that's, that's true what I found. <laughs> yeah. um, so you've written this book and it's uh, how innovative startups uh, use artificial intelligence to grow and so you give them uh, you you kind of i guess go do a walkthrough in the book of different startups and how they've used ai yeah so you know for, for the most part um what people don't realize is AI does exist in a lot of platforms right now, at least when it, when it comes to like, you know, growing your business examples being like Google, Facebook, and all these other places where you spend money. I mean, they all have some form of AI built in, but, but, uh, but the, the difference is that a lot of that AI is self-serving because it's really about you spending more money with them. <laughs> and, 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 and that makes sense because they're not That's nonprofits, weird. right? <laughs> and so w- what I started looking at 
was how do these um, different like um, big investment trading firms use AI? Because ultimately, you know, what people don't realize is when you're buying advertising, it's all like an exchange of supply and demand that drives prices up and down on on how much you want to pay to get your ad in front of a, a specific type of audience at any given time. And, and, and what I came to realize is that, you know, ultimately, you know, uh, you know, you want to try to build a layer of AI that kind of sits between you and all of these other places where you spend your money. Cause, cause you want to try to take a holistic view on the entire customer journey of how you're going to acquire customers, how you're going to retain them and how you're going to monetize them. And, and instead of trying to run those those elements in silos through these different partners, you want to have like a machine that's taking all of this data that, that, that you get on your customers in real time, extract value in terms of where you should be spending your money, what's the right message you should be sending that customer. And then, and then once they sort of, you know, come into your uh, website or your app, what's the right personalized experience you want to give them that gets them engaged in the product? As, and, and, and once you get them engaged, then you clearly want to identify pretty quickly how you're going to monetize because ultimately you have to monetize and, and uh, the customer to in order to try and drive revenue. And so, you know, all of these um, actions and behaviors that happen within, within our product enables our AI to really identify what's the ideal user journey that we want to pivot different users through, as well as who are the right users that we want to attract into the business in the first place, and mm-hmm. what's the most relevant um, messages or creatives and ads that we want to use. And then it's a matter of continuing to sort of build these little habits for these users to continue to keep using the product because as you know, human behavior is pretty predictable. If you get them to do certain things repetitively for, for a certain a number of days, in general, it's like 20 to 30 days, they'll continue to do it, right? There <laughs> you go. It. Yeah. Gamification of That's uh, what product it is. sales, basically. Exactly. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I've always been, I've, you know, I play a lot of video games. We have a gaming channel and a podcast for gaming. And... Um, I've always been kind of interested in, you know, the gamification models, you know, how they, how they deal with us and, and how they train and, and everything else. It, it's an interesting thing to see not only that in marketing. Um, so you talk about AI growth marketing equals smart marketing. Uh, give us some details on, on how that, how that uh, can really help you grow, I guess. Yeah. So a co- co- couple of examples, you know, Based on the entire user journey, you know, one part of the fo- one part of your focus is really, you know, most most um, marketing teams have a budget to try and spend on advertising to, for the most part, to to acquire new customers, and so one use case that we use AI for is just have a holistic view across all these places where we're spending our money right now and and let us know in real time should we be spending on Google more than Facebook. But, or, or Apple or all these like 20 to 30 different partners that we work with based on how those exchanges are in real time. And so what, we, what the AI is able to do is, is it, it kind of knows ultimately an AI is about optimizing towards an outcome. And so for us, mm-hmm. the outcome is two specific um, 
success metrics. One is the cost to acquire a customer, and the second is the return on investment. So it's so it's always optimizing towards those two end goals, and it's trying to figure out at any given time, you know, should we be spending more on, uh, of our budget on Facebook if 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 that exchange is more favorable, or any of the others? And so it's adjusting bids and budgets in real time, kind of like you know buying stocks like That's a day amazing. trader. I mean, I mean, that's what that, that's that's kind of a use case, even though people don't think about it. But when but marketers are like day traders because you got you got money, but 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 you're not really just spending it. You you're spending it with with specific objectives you're trying to achieve. And so for us, you know, it, it, it's trying to get the most best return on that investment. And 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 so it just bids, adjusts budgets. But the other thing that it really helps us too is orchestrate these campaigns because ultimately, you know, the secret to driving growth is really to try and run as many different experiments as possible to really figure out what works and what doesn't work. Because what what works like today is is probably not going to be the same thing that's going to work, you know, uh, uh, in, in a month or depending on how market conditions continue to change. And so the secret source is really um, having this AI machine that orchestrates, like we used to run maybe a couple of hundred experiments when I used to have a team doing this. Now I have, we have this machine, so we're able to run five to 10,000 different experiments across the entire customer journey that gets us better, faster, and smarter to really get to ultimately creating the most personalized experience, starting from who we should be targeting with the right ad, with the right message, and when they come into the product, to pivot that that product experience to match that expectation that's going to lead them to becoming the best lifetime value customer for us. And, And it's using all these different touch points that we have from from the ads that we use to to the um, in-app messages, to push notifications, to retargeting ads, but all of this is kind of working in in, in sequence, and and it's kind of just like this flywheel. It, it, it you know if you want to if you want to if you want to imagine, ultimately it, it's about increasing your smart marketing is about increasing your velocity of learning as quickly as possible because as you continue to get more data in your customers, you can get build better insights on who those customers are. And as you build better insights, it enables you to build better algorithms. That's where AI comes in because it ultimately helps you build a better, smarter algorithm to attract that type of customer, to retain that customer and to monetize. And and so as you continue to do that, you end up getting even more data because you end up acquiring more customers and, and, and the machine just ends up getting smarter over time. There you go. And, and that's really important, especially in today's world when uh, uh, companies are going to be, you know, not as rich in money as they possibly can to make sure they're getting the best return on investment on their ads and know what works. I know ad prices have been falling and moving around quite a bit with the, with the thing. In fact, they fell quite a bit on Facebook with the, yeah. with the uh, COVID-19. Um, and uh, so you help these companies, you've written about these companies uh, and how they can, how they can do better on what everything they do. Uh, are, do you find a lot of companies are adopting to this or are there still a huge amount of companies need to step into this field and, and uh, master it? Yeah, so less than 5% of the companies right now are really adopting this to the extent that I talk about, you know, lean wow. AI. Uh, mo- 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 most companies aren't really doing it this way. Uh, the way most companies are doing it right now is that they've kind of elevated to the stage where, they, where they're trusting these different partners to, to try and, you know, use their AI for doing this. But 
you know, there's the, the, what they don't realize is there's a huge gap between just having somebody else doing it because then they're just doing it that's more self-serving versus you building the layer that sits between you and them, which enables you to be able to, to do things that are ultimately more personalized to hitting your objectives and, and goals. And so, probably, yeah, there's definitely a lot, there's a lot of room right now. probably give you a better turnaround and, you know, like yeah. I, the worst thing you can ever do is buy, is buy some ad space and the thing gets out of hand and you don't get the ROI and you, you know, you've misplaced a, like a certain vendor and, and you don't find out until you spend the money and then you're just like, oh crap, <laughs> that didn't go well at all. And, oh man, if I could have stopped that, that bleeding that I was doing with that campaign. Ugh. So it can definitely uh, save people money. It's, and, and it sounds like, you know, more and more companies need to adopt to it and uh, get up to par. Yeah, I think, Chris, you bring up a good point. You know, like in, in the old days, I'm not sure if you ever saw that show, Mad Men, that used yes. to be pretty popular. Um, but, but, but there was a lot of pressure on, on trying to be like that human genius who comes up with kind of that right creative message, you know, mm-hmm. that's ultimately going to, you know, make a profound difference. And, and as you know, as humans – I mean, for the most part, you're throwing darts in the air and you're hoping one's going to hit, right? (laughs) So so instead of having that kind of pressure, now there's no excuse because everything's trackable, right? There's data coming from all over. I mean, mean, you have more, companies have more access to data on their users than ever before. The only difference is the the data by itself isn't meaningful unless you can extract value out of it pretty quickly and, 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 and glean those insights. And so, you know, now instead of putting a pressure on having and hiring these genius marketing folks, you're really putting less pressure on that. And there's more emphasis on the machine to really do a lot of that heavy lifting. And, and you don't really have to hire a lot of people on the execution side now, because now the machine does a lot of the, the manager, the execution around the tasks and processes to really execute on all of these campaigns. So you just, you can, you can pretty much run these operations with a much leaner team, which ultimately ends up providing a much better ROI to the entire business, right? Because you're high, mm-hmm. cause you're running with smaller teams. You, 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 you're able to extract a machine that's able to, to, to work 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year. And you know, obviously with COVID, there's been a big impact with, with a lot of companies needing to pivot and work remotely. I mm-hmm. mean, for us, I'll give you a good example because a lot of our, you know, another thing that goes um, hand in hand with AI is automation because cause once once the AI, you know, figures out what you want to do, you want to try to automate all of those levers that it can take action on pretty quickly and, and not have a manual in you know, interjection at that stage. Otherwise, you're delaying the whole process, right? Mm-hmm. And so, because we've automated so much of our tasks and processes, you know, we as a business at Enview, we were growing pretty profoundly. But during COVID 19, to what you were mentioned, you know, when prices started to come down, a machine automatically started to increase our bids. So we started to spend, I think it was about 68 to 75% more of our budget. And we've continued to spend more wow. because, because it, because we started getting more favorable rates and we were able to acquire the same quality of users at a much lower price. And so, you know, our business has profoundly, you know, was growing, but now it's growing, it started growing at a much bigger velocity 
and you know and we removed a lot of that human in um emotion that goes into like reacting to you know crisis where Mm -hmm. where you where the natural reaction was for most companies the reason why prices went down is because a lot of companies pulled back their budget to really figure out what do we do here you know and 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 that was you know during those six weeks we we acquired more customers than we probably did in 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 the last couple of months oh wow at a fraction of the price that's freaking amazing i'll bet yeah i mean yeah when you think about it everyone's online so yeah and 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 that you know again you know you know the other thing that that i didn't have to worry about and i have a small lean team is that i wasn't dependent on them you know needing to pull all these levers and 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 do the work all all they had to focus primarily a lot of their focus was on on trying to just make sure that we kept supporting the machine with the right ads because we started changing our messaging and 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 the machine was doing all of this heavy lifting you know so you know it's it that's that's kind of the big difference you know between uh, you know the companies that have really d- done well in Silicon Valley have automated a lot of this thing. They've turned they've turned marketing into a true science project <laughs> where it's all about coming up with hypotheses and then running these experiments to either prove out whether the hypothesis is true or false. But you're doing it at such a volume and, and velocity that that you know even even you know it's not like you have a hit rate of like you know, nine out of 10. But what you do have is you, 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 because you're doing it at such high volume and velocity, your, your trajectory of, of figuring it out is a lot faster than somebody who isn't doing it at that rate. And it's probably, you know, 24 seven, right? So, so, you know, normal employee show up nine to five and be like, Oh, I'll see you the rest of the day. You know, the, the computer can run 24 seven and adjust to everything in real time. So, it's yeah. it's amazing the world. And I give you one to. example. Sure, it is. And I give you one example of where the machine, uh, you know, where that really comes into play. Because with us, um, you know, uh, right now we're a global business, so you know people work on different time zones across the world. And you know, with our machine, you know, uh, it, you know, it's able to pivot and, and change behaviors based on where you. Where, where it's spending that money, whether it's in, in the US or and in Europe and in Asia, so that, you know, over over the 24 hours, we're getting the maximum efficiencies across all those time zones without being reliant on, wow. on you know, people that were changing these things. And, and obviously, we had to neglect certain time zones because we didn't have people that were willing to stay up those hours. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so you can be a worldwide business, run 24 seven. It's all computer. I mean, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. And you can yeah. adjust in real time. If when prices change, uh, you can adapt yeah. and, and uh, wow, man, it's just going to be crazy. The future that we're moving to, I think I'm going to put AI on my Tinder profile or something. So it can track. I don't know. It'll just let me know when I'm supposed to marry someone. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, 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 and then like to say there's an app for that too <laughs> or, or, I, I mean I mean, that's, I mean that's what these dating apps do right I mean yeah, they use true. a lot of AI yeah. to try and sort of come up with those matches because I mean, I, mean, I mean there's a reason why they try to ask you about you know um, you know what are your interests and, mm. and then they know where you're from and, and and then they try to sort of match you up with kind of the ideal person 
that that could be a good match. I but just you wanted know, to call Dane, me and just uh, say, uh, you just uh, need uh, to marry her and spend the rest of your yeah. life with her. This, this is the one right here. I, I know. <laughs> but what I was going to say, I mean, I mean, I mean uh, dating apps are smart enough to know that they don't want to get you matched up perfectly right away. Otherwise, they'll lose you as a customer, right? Oh. They want you to continue to keep dating, right? Uh, keep spinning if you think about it, it's, that's Vegas right. I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, keep spinning that's right. I mean, I mean, that's part of the uh, 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 part of the hypothesis where you know I'm sure uh, you know it kind of goes into where they build their algorithms where they want to make make sure that you still continue to at least get six months of revenue out of you before yeah. you get hitched. So they're not going to give me the one. They're just going to be a little off the no. one because they need you know because they give me the, you're right. If they give me if they're like this is your perfect match in the world, we found the one. Like in the yeah. universe that you you should hook up with, but if we give you that one yeah. crap, we won't get any more money from you. So we can't have that. Oh, no, I'm just kidding. But yeah. <laughs> it is amazing. Um, I, I, automated intelligence, <laughs> or artificial intelligence, <laughs> and what's going on? But you know, I, I I love artificial intelligence for my dogs, so they could figure out. You know, when they come to me and start banging, I'm like, "What do you want? You want treats? You want to go outside? You want a doggy toy? What?" What do you want? And the AI could, you know, the computer, my phone could just look at him and be like, the dog wants a toy. <laughs> <laughs> that would be, that'd be good. But no, this is really great that businesses uh, get this and businesses are slowly adopting. I mean, I, I kind of figured Silicon Valley will want to be one of the first people to, um, to look at that. The nice thing about business AI for what you're talking about for sales and revenue yeah. growth is we don't have to really worry about turning into Skynet. Um, and doing the whole, you know, Elon Musk is, is, uh, railed on AI a few times. <laughs> he's like, we shouldn't have robots and stuff, but uh, I don't know. I don't, he's, he's, he's welcome to stuff every now and then. So I don't know what that's about on Joe Rogan's podcast. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, but, but those are the things that gets the headlines, right? So, yeah. I mean, if, if your objective is to be in the news and, and, and continue to get publicity for. So he's doing it. He's doing it. So more than you, 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 you want to take an extra. He's a cheap monkey, isn't he? <laughs> I, I, I'm not saying. I, 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 <laughs> I would just say he's a great marketer. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Okay. All right. I see what you're doing. You know, the political thing. No, but I, I, I yeah. like Elon Musk most times. Um, so yeah. some of his latest tweets, though, it's been kind of a little out there, but I know he was one person who was kind of banging that drum for a while against AI where he was like, yeah. Oh, you know, it's going to turn to Skynet, the Terminator and, you know, dun, dun, dun. Every time I watch that Boston Dynamics dog, I hear the Terminator theme music in my head. But no, AI and, and uh, automation, uh, this is all stuff that's going to help us in the future, uh, medically, business-wise, everything else, hopefully make our world smarter, help drive our cars. I'm really kind of bummed out with COVID-19 that I, I was hoping we'd have all, you know, automated cars by now. You know, that whole vision of the of the where you pretty yeah. much have a disposable car that shows up when you want it. You don't even have to own a car anymore. I was hoping that would be here by now, but uh, I guess with COVID Waymo and a lot of people have had to sh shutter their projects or at least put them on mothballs until we can get this COVID thing out of control or in under control. We haven't out of control now. We're doing good on that part, but yeah. Um, so what else do we need to know about what's in your book and, and some of the things that you share with readers there? Yeah. So, you know, I, 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 I mean, I mean, the book can be basically looked at in terms of like two parts. The first part is really about really understanding what AI is, how you can really leverage it for growth in your mm -hmm. business. And 
you know, and and the key is, you know, um, you know, ultimately you need to try and um, create a culture within a business that's going to, you know, get behind digital transformation. And so, you know, it kind of walks through kind of my own personal journey on how I was able to sort of take, you know, a, a culture and really turn them into really becoming, really getting behind supporting AI. And, you know, that's important because ultimately, you know, one team can't really make AI successful. It has to really start from the top. You want to get your CEO and, and the other executives really behind this. And, and you know, getting that C-level ex- um, support is really important. And, and, and then you want to obviously, you know, try to make sure, you know, as, as other people get involved, because you need cross-functional support to, to be successful, that you identify use cases, w- which I talk about, which are not way out there, but, but, but they're like real-life use cases that can add tangible value to the business pretty quickly. So it's not like you kind of going on this tandem where, you know, where you're going to invest into something and, and it's going to take five to 10 years for the company to really see the benefit. Because the problem with that is, Ultimately, people are going to run out of motivation to to keep that thing going, right? As the costs <laughs> start to mount up. Yeah. <laughs> so, 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 think of practical use cases. Think of you know, uh, and the book really goes into like you know what are, what are the right use cases that can provide really immediate good value, and then the other decision is really build versus buy. You know, and 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 the truth is now there's so much more technology that's out there that you don't need to go and just build this in silo and, and build your own little empire of this machine because it can be a big distraction. You can actually take a couple of systems that are out there and just connect them together and you'll get a pretty good AI intelligent machine that can enable you to to execute on at least 95% of those use cases that, that you'd want to use it for today. Mm-hmm. And And then the second part of the book, uh, talks more about, you know, once you have AI, you know, you know, how you're really going to grow your business and, and, and drive that kind of revenue because that's where the marketing piece comes in and it talks about the different strategies on how you can use that. How, and, 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 and the other part is how do you build the right team to help support you to, to, um, to get AI to really be able to work as effectively as possible. And, and the key thing that I sort of touch on it in the book is that ultimately it's, it's the human, you know, the future of, of work isn't really about machines. It's about human intelligence and artificial intelligence working well together. And there's certain types of skill sets that you need to try and, you know, people, I mean, ultimately people need to start thinking about, you know, how, especially if you're working is, is how are you going to continue to provide value to, to your employer in the future, right? And it's not thinking about the skill sets you need because the skill set, I mean, you don't necessarily need to be, a, a, you know, a, a great programmer and, and, and go deep into like AI uh, and be a data scientist. I mean, that would be nice. But the truth is, if you if, if, if you can become kind of the, the person who can kind of, you know, uh, bring value from the business standpoint, because ultimately it's going to take somebody who can really understand the business and be able to, to work cross-functionally with all the different teams to really champion and bring these projects, um, you know, and, and, and successfully implement them, that, 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 that can be a really important role. And then the role about once you bring them in, having the right skill sets to, because to, the, the, the human skill set is going to be more around, you know, problem solving, coming up with the ideas of being creative, as well as relationships and leadership. Because, 
because the machine can't go and make all these relationships with like these partners <laughs> that you work with, like Google or whatever. You're not going to send a robot to these meetings. So you, so you need to be the you need to be the person. You know, I mean, that's where good. You know, ultimately, the soft skills are going to become a much bigger part. And people don't realize, I mean, soft skills are really important even today if you really want to move up in your career. But in the future, that's going to really differentiate you from the folks that don't really end up becoming successful. Yeah. I guess like 40 or 50 years from now is when the robots just go to the meetings themselves and run themselves. They're just like, yeah. <laughs> They'll be talking to each other then, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. They're just a CEO sitting in a room with a bunch of bots. robots. <laughs> so what are we doing on the sales thing? Um, so, uh, what, what's the title of usually someone who oversees a sales process like this? Um, yeah, so generally, um, I mean, uh, I mean, what I found, you know, um, in Silicon Valley, they have this concept now called a growth team, and and mm. and and what a growth team does, which is different from a marketing team, which is generally what people have used, is a growth team is really responsible for the entire user journey. And so it, it, it doesn't just focus on certain elements of, of marketing. It really focuses on the entire experience from how you acquire customers, how you retain and how you monetize customers. And so within those facets, you know, a, a lot of the, the, the retention comes into the product experience. So this team works cross-functionally with the product team to to come up with different ways to improve the, the product experience. Because in Silicon mm-hmm. Valley, you know, product plays a key part into keeping customers around and and then you've got all this data you know instead of like you know having different teams working in silos to to execute it's kind of like having this um this this squat team that kind of works cross-functionally across all of those areas but you have someone who's either like a head of growth or uh or vice president of of growth that that is kind of like the quarterback who's, who's who's pretty much responsible for kind of you know helping to cultivate you know what you know the the, the overarching strategy on on how we're going to get the business to grow and and, that, and and there's different facets that come into that and ai is a big part of that because ultimately it's about you know using your turning your data into your superpower right that's that's what a lot of companies will come to come to realize that you know right now we're talking about this but there's only as i mentioned you know the opportunity is really because only 5% of companies are really doing this right now. So, you know, the majority aren't, but you know, the question is, are you going to adopt this before your competitors do? Cause whoever does, they're <laughs> going to start going on that flywheel a lot quicker yeah. and, and then they're going to start racing away before you get, get onto it. Right. Yeah. yeah. I remember the days when Barnes and Noble used to be like the biggest bookseller and they didn't get online first, but Amazon did. And of course, you know, they didn't probably a lot of different uh, great features. And by the time, I mean, I, don't, I think it was just a couple months later, or, I don't know, they lost, they lost getting online by three or four months and Amazon, you know, and you can see the results right now, Barnes and Noble filed bankruptcy and Amazon's been rocking it. Um, so I, I know that we're entering a period where a lot of people are getting laid off and we're going to, you know, we've talked about this for years where people are going to get retooled and relearn new skills and stuff. So you see this as a burgeoning job industry in the future? Yeah. You know, um, you know, I do. Um, you know, I think, uh, you know, uh, going back to what I mentioned, you know, soft skills are going to be really important, but also just having, you know, kind of just, just, just a good, 
understanding on 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 business and technology you mm-hmm. know and 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 how those two facets can can interchange because because most businesses now especially with covid-19 are are, are going to accelerate the whole digital transformation yeah. because because one thing that technology can help you do is ultimately it you know it, it can help you become more efficient or or or, or it, or, or better execution, which ultimately helps you either make money or save money, right? And mm-hmm. and so, you know, uh, that's why I think you know, uh, like one of the things I did in uh, on my team what, what was to try and get the folks that I had and and get them to do more training in certain aspects around really understanding how this AI intelligent machine works, so that we were able to kind of get them to sort of upgrade and and and, and stay relevant. As the business continues to grow, it's like, and, and and I think you know, with job skills, it's just like the whole evolution of 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 life in general. You know, as you continue to grow older, you can't just think the way you used to think as a child. You have to continue to learn and evolve based on where you are, right? And and so you know, right now, you know, one of the best places to go is there's so many online courses around AI automation. It, you know, just it, it's good to learn the language of on on, on what that means, and, and 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 you know, it it just comes down to really just under, understanding the 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 terminology on on how to speak that language. If you can do that, then then, then you'll be a lot more valuable because ultimately, you know, the engineering folks are there to build stuff, but you need to articulate the vision of what you want them to build and how it's going to work. My perception would be a lot of CEOs need to sit down and read your book. Um, a lot of ones yeah. that, you know, haven't ado- adopted or adapted to uh, AI or the need to, you know, a lot of CEOs are older guys like me who, you know, teach an old dog new tricks sort of people. Um, yeah. And, uh, you know, they, we've got to catch up on this. Like you say, uh, what we're going through with COVID-19, we're probably a year or two out from a vaccine if there is one. Um, we, we really have to learn to automate everything. Uh, budgets are going to get tight. Layoffs are coming. People spending dollars. E- economies, you know, who knows what kind of recession, uh, borderline depression we might be in. You've got to maximize every dime dollar you can, and uh, it's going to be real important. So I imagine a lot of great CEOs and C-class executives should be picking up your book and reading about it. A lot of people are going to school in the business. Um, I kind of wish I, I could learn coding. Um, but I, I just don't have that math brain. God bless people that do, because uh, then you know my phone works. Uh, <laughs> but uh, and everything else really in our world. But uh, what are some other things in your book that people need? Or what, what do you see the future becoming after after this? Uh, after we kind of adopt these things. So you know, um, the the, the future is going to be more around. Um, uh, I created a scale in, in my book, you know, the lean AI scale, and 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 you know, the easiest way to think about that is kind of like the the self-driving car. That's kind of the end goal, right? If you get into a car and you kind of tell it where you want to go, it will take you to it. You don't you, you don't really want to worry about whether it's going to take a detour here or there, but ultimately you give it an outcome and it's going to take you to that, and and and, and you don't have to worry about it, and. And, and and the other extreme of that is where you just have like a car with a stick shift, nothing that that was automated in any shape or fashion, and you have to do all that work. And the same thing goes in business because ultimately, you know, 
you know, there's going to be all these different use cases that continue to come up, right, in terms of how can you get your business to be more efficient. Outside of just acquiring customers and driving revenue, it's about supply chain, for example, mm-hmm. you know, you know, how, how do you plan better? Because one of the other things that we know that's going to happen is that there's more businesses now have, have to move online, right, because of what because if we've learned anything from COVID-19 is that, you know, the new normal is definitely going to be different from the way things were. And, and mm-hmm. that's going to profoundly change the, the whole landscape, especially around retail, the, the way you sort of go about the brick and mortar businesses, how you, you know, how, how, how do you become more efficient as an e-commerce business? How do you plan for that? Right. And, and supply chain, uh, how do you plan to, to, to get better at customer support because, you know, all these different changes in the business. So, you know, AI, you know, ultimately it's about, you know, coming up with kind of the outcomes that you want and, and, and then using AI to, to help navigate you to kind of get to the best way to achieve those outcomes, you know? So the future is really going to be less about humans kind of doing a lot of the menial tasks, but, but, and the machines will do more of that, but it still requires humans to to be able to sort of identify what are the problems that we are trying to solve, so then the machine can be put put into focusing on on, on trying to find those solutions. I, I I love the idea too. You talked earlier about the concept of uh, maintaining the front to back end relationships with clients, uh, not only when you acquire them, but making sure they stay happy and they go through the process and yeah. utilize your stuff. Um, I see some of that from the different emails and systems that I get where, you know, it's like trying to keep me engaged with the product and, and, you know, Hey, there's resources here for, if you need them, even like, I think it's the Washington post and some other places, you know, they have, uh, and the wall street journal, I think they have stuff that they ship me and they're like, Hey, you know, by the way, you have these uh, other products you can inter- interact with. And, and I'd love to see more of that. You know, I think the big, <laughs> we had an interaction day with the cable company you know, and they're really good about the front part of acquiring your business, <laughs> but good luck, you know, getting them on the phone thereafter, or talking to them. But we did actually use one of their AI systems, I think, yeah. um, to finally get them to call us back. It took about a half an hour for them to call us back, but at least I guess we were on hold. Um, but even then, we still had to talk to an operator for something that, you know, I look at half these interactions and I'm like, you know, really, if you just gave me the ability to, you know, I, I knew what I needed to do. Why do we have to have a conversation to do this? And and a lot of that's still sales because the operators, you know, she's going to try and upsell you and, you know, try and convince you to, you know, buy this or that or whatever. Um, but even then, that could have been automated. I mean, and I would have been a lot happier about the whole process too because, I, you know, even then, the thing I always hate is they – once you make a deal with whatever the the salesperson is, you got to wait for them to type in the order. Yeah. You got to wait for them to, and they're like, "Oh, hang on, I got to get a manager because uh, I don't know the the key code is a worker." Cable company is the worst with that. So I'm all for this sort of this uh, AI data stuff, um, and and making sure the customer is happy in the end. Like one of the things that still just drives me freaking insane is when I have to uh, call my, you know, a credit card or a bank or any other place. And it's just nightmarish, the coding to get through. Like, 
And a lot of times, like I think one time I was just trying to find out if my bank was, it was recently I was trying to find out if my bank was going to be open on July 3rd because I'm like, well, Saturday, July 4th. I'm not sure the bank's closed on July 3rd. I was just trying to find that out. And that was like a nightmare to find out and try and call. And I was trying to call a local office. And you're just like, why Why is this just, why does it have to be so hard? You know? And so I'm all for AI making our lives easier, making business easier. Uh, do you, you know, I, I've been an entrepreneur all my life. I've run small and big companies, you know, these days I'm a small entrepreneur technically. Um, and I know a lot of people are that are in sort of my business, whether it's speaking, writing books, uh, like yourself, authors, um, and everything else. Uh, is, is there a lot of automation tools for sales and marketing? Like, you know, uh, a lot of us will run Facebook ads and stuff. Is there, is there any sort of turnkey sort of operations for people that are smaller business or is this really a game that's uh, made for, you know, big fortune 500 type companies, et cetera, et cetera. That's a really good question. Um, so, so one thing, you know, um, as you mentioned, a lot of small businesses, depending on, on what kind of budget you're spending on advertising, you know, uh, if, if you're spending probably less than like $75,000 a month, then, then a lot of the AI that you get within like Facebook or Google or these platforms, it's probably better just to sort of leverage that, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and the best way to do it to do that is just to make sure that you've got good customer data events that you can pass back to them so that you make it pretty clear to them what you're trying to optimize for. So, so then it kind of helps them to, to help you achieve that success Mm. metrics that you're looking at. But once you start spending a lot more than that, then you're probably going to start your, your, your campaigns are going to start getting more complicated than the basic ones that you run with these partners. It's going to be, you're going to start adding more partners, let's say you, you expand your business internationally, you're going to start adding more countries. And, and so the scale and the orchestration of all of this becomes a lot more complicated. And so at that point, either, either you have to look into like hiring more people or you could potentially leverage a machine and, 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 and be less reliant on, on hiring people. Cause I'm sure you, you're, you know, uh, the frustration that small businesses face are pretty similar to the same frustration that, large businesses face which is managing and retaining employees is a is a challenge right i mean for the most part because it's like you train them and you invest a lot of time and you know they uh, for the most part uh depending on on, on where you are have all these other opportunities too right maybe Mm -hmm. not now but 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 to a large extent you know there's nothing contractually that that keeps them to to be loyal and and, and 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 so that's that's a big disruption and a risk to any business too while a machine is still going to stay there through you know and and, and all the learnings and the intelligence that you've gone it, it stays with your business versus being you know versus risking that moving on when when, a, when any person leaves yeah I've done that before in my business where we used to train people and we almost became, there were actually competitors that would be like, well, you don't know the yeah. business, so you should go to Chris Voss's shop. He'll train you and then come over here when, when he's done training you. Like literally it got that bad. Um, yeah. And uh, evidently, according to OSHA, we can't handcuff people to the desk. So there's yeah. that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I asked. Um, yeah. But uh 
you know, the, and, and so, yeah, AI is, is super important, uh, the future where it's going. Anything more we need to cover about what you got in that handy book there from uh, O'Reilly, uh, Lean AI? Yeah, you know, uh, I, I definitely encourage everyone to go check the book out. You know, it's, it's, you know, best place to find it is Amazon. And, it, it you know, I mean, we've, we've just touched upon a fraction of, of, of all the content that's in there. But I think ultimately, you know, it's a great resource, especially for like CEOs and founders or entrepreneurs that want to start businesses, because it, provi- it helps you to sort of get a bit bigger vision for your business and where technology can, it can, can play a role. And, you know, the reality is we're all small businesses or startups, but the goal is always to grow, right? You never want to sort of just stay where you are. And, you know, the more you can do that leveraging technology, the the, the more um, uh, dependency that you can get in predicting how to, how to chart that path to drive that growth. And, and that, and that's very similar to what a lot of these companies that we talk about in Silicon Valley. I mean, you mentioned um, Amazon that used to be a startup at one point. Right. But, yeah. but the big difference between Amazon was they, they started getting all this customer data and, and, and they started building all these legacy AI machines back in the day when it was so expensive. So they started hiring all these data scientists to do that. And that really gave them the competitive advantage. Netflix is another good example. You know, I mean, blockbusters used to be around, you know, but where are they now? And and what Netflix started doing was, 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 was starting, you know, identifying like, how can we get all this customer data and, 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 and try to leverage that versus, you know, uh, you know, uh, what blockbusters was trying to do was, was trying to defend, you know, but but if you start thinking about you know technology, it can it can enable you to change your mindset from playing defense to actually playing offense and yeah. trying to grow your business. And you're right. I mean, they did such a good job. In fact, Netflix is so good. Like I'll be going yeah. through looking at you know results for the thing, and it'll be like, no, y'all watch this video. I'm like, okay, Netflix, <laughs> let me down, Mister Reed. Um, yeah. yeah but no, it, it really is point on. Amazon's always yeah. point on too, especially when it gives you like other people bought this and, and crowdsourcing yeah. that. And then, you know, other people like you bought this, you like to buy the crap you like to buy. And, and then you see other things, you like, Oh, that's, uh, that might be better there. And, and then of course now their AI is pushing a lot of their products, which is kind of an interesting way to do it. But Hey man, that's what moves products, makes sales and makes the world go around if you will. Um, and I like the aspect of what you brought up earlier about how if you don't adapt to it now and adopt, better is gonna do it and then he's gonna outsell you and you may be the one on the chopping block if you're not growing in business you're dying and uh and competitive advantage is going to be huge in this covid environment here that we're running into in the next year or two it's going to be probably the difference of survival or not survival when it comes down to it definitely definitely yeah i like that well so let me give me your uh book uh dot coms where people can go find you on the interwebs there yeah, so uh, you know, in terms of the book, as I mentioned, you know, people could find it on Amazon, but but it also has a URL if they want to go to the URL. It's called the Lean AI One Word dot com. That's where they can find the book. Uh, my blog is Lamit Patel. I write a lot of content there around AI, business, and growth, so people can get a lot of good content from my blog site. And also, you know, follow me on LinkedIn, where I'm always posting daily a couple of different. Um, uh, articles around what I find that is interesting that's happening that's kind of breaking and cutting edge you know based on the day 
So. I'm definitely, I sent you a thing on LinkedIn. I'm definitely going to follow you. You have a lot of stuff on there and it looks really cool. Yeah. Some of the things you have yeah. on there. So definitely check it as uh, LinkedIn, everything else, order the book up from O'Reilly and uh, all that good stuff. Thanks to my eyes for tuning in. We certainly appreciate you guys being here and Lamette for being here, sharing this great data with us. Uh, make sure to refer the show to your friends, neighbors, relatives, get them to subscribe to the show. Also, if you want to see the video version of this, you can go to youtube.com for slash Chris Voss, hit that bell notification button. So you get all the notifications of everything we do. We've got, of course, uh, wonderful, great authors from all the different great publishers and every place else coming up. So be sure to stay tuned for that. No flipping. <laughs> Thanks so much for tuning in. We'll see you next time.